Talk Recorded live. So my phone on the record, this is uh, Brother Robert Ben Israel. Uh, this is the Aboriginal Academy third degree class. Time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, just go through a brief roll call. Um, let's see. Akbanar, you there? Shalom, brother. Akbanar, Trevor Judah. Shalom, nation. Shalom, brother. Uh, Ak Hakim, yeah? Shalom. Shalom, brother. Ak Kedrick, you there? Brother Kedrick? Okay. Um, let's see. Minister Lynn, are you there? Brother Lynn, are you there? Okay. Minister Shedrick, you there? Shalom, brother. I'm here. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. On, brother. I think that's everybody that's that we normally have on the line. Anybody I miss? All right. So let me just see. Let's see, say we have six people that we have normally on a normal basis in the class. So, okay. Just wanted to take account accountability purposes. So, um, let me see if brother brother priest are you on? Any chance, brother? Okay. All right, brothers. Uh, well, today, um, as we mentioned last week, we were going to go over. Um, we're going to have uh separate classes one week. We we're going to go over the. Um, it to be a study group, and the next week we were going to go over, uh, you know, different investment opportunities that will be headed by uh, Brother Bernard. So now my question is this, being that we're having a study group, um, what particular, like from what vantage point do you brothers want to go ahead and uh, effectuate this? Uh, the study group. Oh, so long. Wow. Go, go ahead, brother. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Um, for the record, this is Minister Shedrick. So last week I had some uh, at the last moment phone troubles. Um, uh, I left off where Minister, um, no, Brother Renard, I'm sorry, uh, Renard was speaking, and it literally cut off in the middle of him speaking. I couldn't even get back on, so I don't really know exactly um, what was uh, agreed upon other than what Minister Robert actually spoke on. Um, so I guess, I guess I just wanted to know, like, kind of get a recap of what actually went on with those last couple of minutes. Ow. God, that hurts. 
Yes, brother. My apologies. Um, what had happened was the last portion of what we did in class, we had agreed to where uh, we were going to, we, we had actually put up for somewhat of a vote uh, as far as uh, what we were going to do uh, for the remainder of the weeks uh, for this particular semester. And uh, the brothers have uh, totality agreed to one week with the study group and another week with investments uh, as uh, Brother Bernard had brought up investment opportunities because um, some of the brothers wanted to do um, study group and then Brother Bernard had brought up um, he, he was willing to go along with the body but he also had uh, brought up uh, the idea of also going into some investment opportunities so we had kind of taken up a vote as far as um, what we were going to do on a weekly basis. So this particular week, um, I don't know which week is it. Anybody know what week this is? Ooh. Uh, well, we came back April, what, 8th or 9th, one of those two. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what that is. Okay, we came back April nine. Okay. Uh, so week one, week two. Week would it be agreed that we came back in? Uh, we're in week five, or am I off here? Six. Because I'm looking at think, April. Yeah, I think. Well, I think we're on probably week six. Um. Somebody can correct me if I'm if I'm off. I think we probably would be week six. Yeah, week six. I'm sorry. I only no said Yeah, I think it would be week six. I think we're on. Um. So yeah, what we did was okay. This week, week six, what will what will happen is we will go ahead and do the study group, and then week seven, uh, we will go ahead and do uh, the investments now. I'm trying to figure out, um, maybe because I didn't realize it was week six. So um, I'm trying to see what we can. I'll plan that as it goes on, as we go past this, these particular classes. But um, what we could probably do for week eight or something like that. But, yeah, what was agreed upon was one week we would go ahead and do the study group. Then the next week we would go talk about some investments uh, headed by uh, Brother Bernard who had brought some uh, investment opportunities. He had, he had been bringing up investment opportunities for us to look into. So because everybody probably has their own particular schedules, everybody doesn't have an opportunity to look into it. If anybody had any type of interest in it, what will happen is Brother <clears throat> Bernard will bring up those opportunities and he will go over any questions and answers about uh, those investment opportunities and things of that particular capacity. So to just be straight allocated toward, I mean, straight um, specific toward the investment opportunities. And that's where, yeah, I think you had hung up um, at the time that we were going to agree upon it and vote upon it. So that's pretty yeah. much what we were going to do, brother. So my question okay. to you is, was that something that you you would like to have done? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. 
I mean, we definitely can um, uh, brush up on a few, a few things, but um, also, you know, keeping up with uh, different opportunities to make money, you know, I'm always open to that as well. But mm-hmm. I definitely know that we need to um, know our stuff, and that's always important. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. It's no problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's pretty much a, just the crux of what we were speaking on um, and go into those other particular things. That yeah. Maybe probably what we'll go ahead and do is maybe since this is week six, maybe week eight, maybe I'll, I'll just probably open the floor to everybody. Anybody has any particular things they want to bring up, Any anything, you just speak on it in that class. So maybe that's what we'll do for week eight, you know. So now, yeah. It's mean that this week is the study group week. Um, I was just trying to see if anybody had any ideas of how brothers wanted to, you know, uh, tackle this study group. Well, first and foremost, I um, I know that since we've all kind of, you know, um, went over um, the trust entity, and we kind of went into that somewhat, uh, broke it down um, with the trust agreement that was placed before us from a previous class. Um, I was thinking that maybe since, you know, we were going over the trust entity, um, could it be beneficial if we went over, uh, like, other different entities, like LLCs, regular uh, corporations and things like that, how they functions and which one may uh, be beneficial for whatever whatever it is that we uh, may attempt to do here. Um, and, I, and the reason why I say that is because I know that eventually when we figure out how we want to move, um, we have to have something that's going to, you know, uh, uh, shell all of whatever it is that we're doing, as well as any opportunities may come our way. Um, uh, yeah, that that was just something I was just thinking about. So, you know, uh, like for starters, um, I threw out um, some time ago um, uh, publication 1635, and I thought it was important because Number one, you know, many of us have been here. Um, we've gotten well well over a, a lot of information uh, about trust entities and how they work. Um, some of us may not have necessarily tackled the uh, creation of those things because we're still trying to figure out how to form them. Um, I brought up the... Um, I brought up that publication because it not, it not only shows you how to set up uh, a trust, but it also shows you how to set up um, other different entities like an estate or um, corporations and LLCs. And um, I don't know. I just thought that there would be something that we could possibly talk about uh, going over. And it I found it very important because sometimes people like to use, some people like to actually fill out the applications 
But if you go online, you can also, you know, it's actually easier from what I discovered. It's actually pretty easy, um, and it doesn't take long. Um, and this would kind of get us in the introduction of, uh, I guess you can say, learning how to create multiple uh, different entities. But I'm not sure what everybody's, you know, capability in, in that department is. I just figured, you know, since you were talking about it, um, uh, creating the trust and all those other different things for, like, the last couple of weeks, this could be something that we can discuss now so we can get familiar with uh, uh, creating different types of straw mans and things like that while we're maneuvering together. Um, and on that note, I yield. And sorry if I was talking in circles. Or hopefully I wasn't talking in circles. My back is killing me, yo. Nah, brother. Nah, brother. You wasn't talking in circles. It's something that's, uh, I feel as though, like, uh, everybody's input is necessary. And you brought up a couple of good things there. Um, the whole thing is, is just making sure that uh, we just have the consensus of everybody here. Uh, as far as how we're going to go about it, because um, like you had mentioned, everybody has their own level of development in terms of uh, setting these things up, you know. Um, and so we just have to, what what has to be done for, for us is to be able to make sure that we can fill out each other's, um, where everybody is kind of like, you know, Maybe a little bit weekend, maybe like need some clarification and things of this particular capacity um, to be able to um, progress and do these things for our own particular um, our own selves and our you know relatives and loved ones and things of this capacity. So I think um, that's why I kind of opened up the floor. But you did mention some good things, and you mentioned the publication 1635, in which. Uh, you know, we could be able to look at some of these things and be able to learn, uh, you know, the specifics on doing these particular things. So, yeah, definitely your your, your uh, input is duly noted, brother. And uh, the thing is just trying to get the consensus of all of the brothers here as far as uh, where we're going to go with this, where they would like to go, what areas that they um, might be weak in, and things of that particular capacity. But you did bring up some good points to that for that, brother. Um, anybody else? I think it was Brother Bernard. You, had, you were saying something, brother? Shalom, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling right now. So uh, I'll go ahead and one second. What I was going to um, suggest was that Maybe we need to polish up again on the uh on the trust, the formation. And uh so the next time when that opportunity presents itself for us to uh formulate a an investment trust or to formulate a real estate trust or whatever type of trust, we're rock solid in in the foundation of uh putting that whole project excuse me, one sec. Putting that whole project together and then um secondly you know, I think the, the review of that would be beneficial to all of us, so we'll all be on the same page. And then the next thing I would think, you know, just as a, a suggestion, you know, for being in the nation for these number of years, 
priest has always spoke on public and private, uh, a private contractual company, a nonprofit. Um, I, I would think it would be beneficial for us to learn or to, to go over that as far as setting up our uh, entity so that we don't lose them, you know, once we get those things uh, initiated and off and running. Because I know in the classes he talked about how if we're setting up, uh, whether it's a corporation or LLC, at some point, you know, this beast going to come in and seize it unless we set it up correctly. So I think we probably uh, would benefit from polishing up on setting it up privately versus, you know, any other kind of way. I'm just thinking that would be more beneficial. And then, you know, when the, uh, the future generation is coming, Underneath us, they'll be able to set theirs up and, you know, not lose it. Uh, just like how they're always taking over everything that we try to uh, create and put together out of here. And and lastly, um, I watched this uh, documentary on YouTube. It's called The Illusion of Educated Black People uh, with Dr. Claude Anderson and Boyce Watkins. And they, they was, uh, Claude Anderson was basically breaking down the history of us as a people when we came over here and how uh, the Europeans always set up these different constructs to keep us on the bottom. And so he was going from uh, like 1600s, 1700s, 1800s on how they always, uh, first of all, we were, you know, dated, we weren't permitted to read and write. So we basically the people were illiterate. And from, I think he said, like, 1865 to uh, 1895, in those, like, 30 years, we were able to uh, learn how to read, learn how to write, learn how to put things together. And then, you know, the Europeans came over here through Ellis Island and got managerial positions. And once again, we went to the bottom. So they've always set constructs up for us to be on the bottom in some kind of capacity. So as far as learning how to create wealth, learning how to put things together. Um, you know, I think these are things that we can focus on here in the upcoming weeks and um, and work collectively. Uh, you know, probably somebody do the research or we all collectively do the research. But, you know, when I was watching that documentary, I was like, wow, it's kind of what, you know, we're trying to formulate here. And, um, you know, the, the main thing is just – getting it done from A to Z and not having no fear and just everybody putting their brick in. And, um, you know, these things will, you know, we plant the seed like farmers and we can watch it grow. So, you know, those are just some suggestions. Uh, and with that, I yield. Oh, for that, brother. <clears throat> okay. So I have it also duly noted about uh, polishing up on the formation of the trust so that when the event happens that we want to create a real estate investment trust or some other trust, we understand the foundation, uh, understanding public and private, um, the PPC, setting up an entity, and you know focusing more on the private and the jurisdictional issues with private. So... That I will have duly noted, brother. Um, anybody else? Brother Akeem, you there? 
Salam, brother. What's up, man? What What would you like to like uh, look into, brother? As far as the topic, I guess the thing that for our entities, uh, the part maybe we'd be able to touch on dealing with the tax free, uh, tax exempt, and then all uh, along those lines. Being able to use the uh, negotiable instruments like the uh, silver certificates, learning learning more about that to be able to get into that. Okay, are you? Is that everything, brother? Or yes. Okay. Okay. Off for that, brother. Okay, have that duly noted as well. Uh, is is brother Lynn on the line? Shalom, Malcolm here. Shalom, brother. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you came in a little late, we were just uh, going around to all the brothers, asking them um, what particular things we want to specify and specificate in terms of this particular study group um, that we feel as though it would be uh, uh, beneficial to all of us in terms of our development process and things. And the brothers are just basically giving the input. So uh, do you have anything uh, regarding this particular study group? So I've been on the call the entire time and everything that I've heard um, sounds really good, uh, particularly, particularly, uh, what Minister Shedra brought forth with respect to the comparative analysis of the different um, entities uh, from LLC through trust. So I think, um, you know, having a more uh, detailed discussion around that would be um, very beneficial. And um, in addition to that, uh, some of what uh, Brother Bernard uh, had to say with respect to, uh, you know, just knowing the difference between public and private and, um, you know, really how you take a, um, an idea and as a means of evaluating, you know, what's the proper vehicle for that, you know, take an idea and, uh, you know, based on what you're trying to accomplish, you know, running through the, uh, through the paces, you know, is, is this going to be a benefit for LLC or uh, S Corp or C Corp or, you know, what have you, you know? I mean, that that's really in line with what I was, um, what I was expressing last week. I mean, just to me, this is really the forum for having those types of detailed discussions. You know, it's like, um, you know, we can talk about it at a high level or we can get into the mechanics of it. And to me, that's like the next step. You know, you got to be able to speak fluently, you know, with respect to, I mean, like like if I ask a question, um, you know, where, where's the, the trust should have property, you know, the, the trust should have, um, you know, it's dealing with, it should be dealing with different instruments. Where are these 
instruments hell? You know, how do you account for? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I'm 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 speaking more so to those operational issues, um, and those types of things come out when you're you know having those those discussions. You know, so I think. At this point, you know, we got enough, um, you know, got enough input, you know, to start with. But, you know, if I, like I said, if I could add anything, it just would be to, um, you know, go through the mechanics of how you structure it. So um, that's all I have at this time. You. Yes, sir. Tell off for that, brother. Duly noted. Wrote it down. Uh, let's see, brother Kedrick, you there? Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Um, yeah, I don't know how long you've been on, brother, but uh, just addressing the question to all Akiyam about uh how we want to go ahead and approach the study group and what particular things and areas of specificity that we want to go ahead and tackle on and touch on when we go ahead and do this particular group. And the floor is yours, brother. What, what type of things that you would like for us to be speaking on and things of that capacity? Yes, sir. The um, only thing that came to mind is just how, uh, how we would operate within these entities after we structured them and put them on paper and formulated them. But um, a, a small discussion on the practical, uh, real application of operating from within the different types of entities. I thought that might be an interesting subject to uh, cover. Are you? Yes, sir. Tada for that, brother. Thank you for your input. Um, let's see. Does anybody? I think that's pretty much everybody. Wait, uh, yeah, got Shedrick. Shedrick. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have these things written down here uh, of the particular things that we can go over. And maybe what can happen is we can establish some type of curriculum. And what we'll do is we'll focus on these particular areas. And what we'll do pending, well, here's the thing. First, I got to find out what, you know, uh, chief magistrate, priest, uh, his direction for the, the classes and things of that capacity. So one of the first things I'm going to have to do is uh, speak with Brother Priest to find out what it is that the direction we're looking to go in in terms of uh, the classes and how we're going to go ahead and do these things and what we're going to go ahead and do and things of that particular capacity. Um, For what was left to us um, by Brother Priest was this is going to be the application phase. However, you know, Brother Priest definitely, one of his things he wants to do is just ensure that we're doing it 
in the proper capacity. And I think he left us with some jewels to be able to work off of and to be able to um, kind of look a little bit more in-depthly. And then I think there's some other things based upon what the brothers have brought that maybe we may have to get a little bit more of a some clarification from the brother. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is have all of these things duly noted and bring it to the brother, and we'll go ahead and see as to how we're going to be able to tackle these various things um, outside of what we're going to do here. So um, definitely everything is duly noted. Definitely uh, wrote it down. Um, And these are matters that um, we want to tackle because the thing is we're supposed to be operating in this capacity, as Brother Priest has told us, and, you know, doing these particular things um, that's commanded upon us. So these particular things are very much important. And then like what the brother uh, Bernard had mentioned, you know, we first have to do our own individual uh, things in our own individual capacity. But also we want to be able to um, effectuate some type of collective entities to interface with other entities outside of ourselves. So those are some areas of definite importance that we definitely want to touch upon. And I think it's imperative that we do these particular things. So what I'm going to do, but right now what I can do is based upon the notations that I wrote and the minister Shedrick had brought up a good point of something, a a good uh, jewel that maybe we can go and look into somewhat. I mean, as a first class today, so that this way we can kind of bounce off of it. Um, the publication 1635, maybe we can go over that, look into that particular um, thing, maybe have a discussion on that, and then um, we can see where we can bounce off of that. So, uh, Minister Shedrick, would you mind uh, bringing that to the forefront, brother? Yes, sir. Um, so um, I pulled up publication 1635. You can actually find it, obviously, on the irs.gov site. And um, the way that the publication is broken down. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. My apologies, yeah. brother. Uh, brothers, if you could, if everybody can just go to the irs.gov website so you can see what the brother is probably uh, checking out, that, that would be definitely good. My apologies, but I just wanted to interject. No, no, it's okay, brother. Um, the way that the uh, publication is broken down, of course, it, you know, have your intro um, um, for the purpose of the book, and then they talk about the entities in regards to elections, because um, I know that, you know, a lot of entities uh uh, usually create or formulate it somehow to, you know, um, rally behind elections sometimes or support, you know, um, um, legislators and things like that. So they have that in there. And then they have the um, um, different types of entities, uh, and they explain every last uh, one that you can actually create from sole proprietor to corporation partnerships, estates, trusts, um, they even have employee plans. Um, and this uh, 
to have the exempt organization, and I thought that was pr- uh, pretty uh, great, considering the fact that Brother Hakeem um, mentioned, you know, um, his concerns about us, um, and I'll paraphrase, um, uh, dealing with uh, exempt in, uh, organizations and entities and things like that. And then they uh, also talk about limited liability corporations, uh, the different types of taxes from employment and excise. Um, they even teach you how to apply for EIN. And the thing I like about this publication is it teach you how to fill out the application for every single sole proprietor, corporation, partnership, estate, trust, and limited liability. Um, they uh, have employee plans. Uh, they show you how to uh, set up entities for bankruptcy and things like that. So this little publication is like maybe 30-something 30, 30 pages long. It looks to be like 35 pages long maybe, but it's packed with a whole lot of different things. Um, I figure since we talk so much about a trust, I figure is I guess we can go into it a little bit more here because they give you some insights to how to, you know, what you can use it for, so to speak. Let me just go here. Okay, so um, here on page seven, it may show up as page nine if, you know, you're doing it on the Internet. It may show up as page nine, but it's actually page seven. They go into the definition of a trust, talk about how it's the arrangement through which trustees take title to property for the purpose of protecting or conserving it for the beneficiaries under the ordinary rules applied in chancery or probate court. Um, that's uh Perfectly, you know, I, th- I thought that was pretty great considering the fact that we're, again, uh, trying to operate as private private individuals in the public and also trying to learn how to protect all of the um, things that we acquire as assets uh, through a trust, so to speak. Um, a trust may be created during an individual's lifetime. It, uh, it also includes guardianship, custodianships, conservators, receivers, um, escrow accounts, guinea mate, and fanny mates, which we all know as lending pools for um, educational uh, uh, institutions and things like that. Um, and they also break down a fiduciary or a trustee. Um, and it's just, you know, explaining that it's an individual organization charged with the duty to act for the benefit of another. Um, I thought that was also pretty um, awesome that they broke it down that way because when we talked about the um, document from last week, um, one of the things that was noted was that uh, it may have not necessarily been clear as to who uh, was the trustees, so on and so forth. But, you know, now with, you know, all of us on the same page, we can now figure out how we're going to designate that role. Um, they break down what a beneficiary is, a uh, grantor, and even going to uh, explaining um, several of the main trusts, like the revocable or irrevocable trust, a living trust, which is the same thing as a revocable trust. Uh, and you have your testamentary trust. Um, is created by a will, which begins 
its existence upon the death of the person making the will when property is transferred from the descendant's estate, testamentary trusts are, are generally simple or complex trusts. Um, uh, they go into conservatorship. It's, you know, basically someone appointed through, uh, appointed through the trust uh, when the uh, grantor dies. Um, and then you have guardianship and you have custodianship. And uh, they also... Uh, give you the forms that you will file every year for your trust when you uh, file your taxes. Well, we if we were to formulate any trust, we would have to file a 1041. Um, they tell you when you need your new EIN. They tell you when you need a new EIN. Um, and they also have employee plans for this uh, for this particular uh, entity as well. So I don't want to talk too much because I know that we're all looking at the um that we're all looking at the um publication. So I'll just kind of, you know, yield to brother uh uh Robert to ask if anybody has any questions about it if they're if they're looking at it. Yeah, brother, I mean yeah, basically what the brother just asked, if anybody has any questions, uh, just direct them right now and just go back and forth with it. Oh, point of information. I thought this was pretty uh, cool, too. I know that most of us have probably, well, for the most part, we all learned about it, but um, I know that uh, Minister Priest had told us uh, years ago about the charitable trust, and we, you know, you know, learned about uh, tax-exempt status, and so just, you know, so that we can brush up on it, it's all here. About what is it? What it, what qualifies as tax exempt uh, status hey, and buddy. things like that? Well, the different entities that qualifies tax exempt. But yes, sir. Can can you just go over that, brother? Because that's one of the things that one of the brothers had brought up, so we could get some clarification. Can you just go over that, brother? So when uh, brother Priest had mentioned about the charitable organizations, uh, he. Uh, mentioned about 501c3, and of course, we all know we heard so many different things about 501c3 churches to speak. And I actually did a, a blog about it like some time ago <laughs> to kind of clear up some of the misconceptions about it. But long story short, um, IRS uh, Section 5. Uh, 01c3 organization it basically tells you the different types of entities that would. Uh, have tax exempt status, uh, and those would be churches, interchurch organizations, uh, local units of a church, conventions or association of churches, or integrated auxiliary, auxiliaries of a church, such as a men's or a women's organization, a religious school, a mission society, or a youth group. And, you know, uh, tribes of Aboriginal nations will function sort of like a mission society. Um, for those who may not necessarily know. But um, uh, any organization other than a private foundation normally having annual gross receipts 
of not more than 5,000. Um, I actually uh, was getting ready. I didn't actually finish it, but I actually was getting ready to apply for a tax exempt status on an organization, uh, entity that I tried to do. Uh, the form you would have to fill out would be uh, Form 1023, and that would be uh, for your determination letter. Of course, you for the charitable trust, of course, they have uh, the options of you uh, paying 400 if you're not, you know, if you are going to um, accumulate over $10,000 within the first year of you having an organization, and $800 if you're not going to have $10,000 in the beginning of you uh, having that organization. If I can remember, I could be corrected. I'm just going from basic memory. Um, so please keep that in mind, those who uh, intend on uh, doing that now or in the future. Um, and even if we here collectively decide to do that, it's just something that, you know, um, we should consider or we uh, keep in mind, sorry, sorry, keep in mind when we're uh, thinking about uh, creating um, any of these tax-exempt uh, organizations that fall within the guidelines of a church. Um, private foundation or public uh, charity. Oh, also, um, so that we also remember that you have to make sure that you do it within like a two, uh, I think a two-year period, or they'll classify it as a, a public charity, well, a, a private foundation, I'm sorry, and you won't get the tax exempt status, but you all you could file. Um, you can file for a late determination. You have to give a specific reason why, but nonetheless, um, um, if you file within time and they give you a determination or whatever, that's a whole lot of. It's a whole lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a whole. Well, it's a whole lot of paperwork. Let me say it that way. And you have to really be specific about what you plan on doing with that charity. Like, they want it written out in, like, literally written out. Like, you have to express it, what exactly you plan on doing with that charity, which is why I kind of stopped because I started writing or whatever, um, and I stopped because I needed to be sure exactly why I was setting it up. So I stopped. But nonetheless, uh, all the information here about charitable organizations um, and specifically the charitable organizations we plan on uh, setting up, the information is here. Um, you don't have to file a 990. Um, they say that if you have employees, you may have to file a 990, and it's just to uh, um, show the IRS the kind of money that's coming through the organization. Um, of course, when you are dealing with, you know, correcting your status and things like that, that may be subject to change over time um, because your entity will have the status of tax exempt and then you, you know, be tax exempt and it may not necessarily count your tax dollars, but that's a whole other different discussion for a whole other time. Um, I don't think there's anything else I can say about it because everything here, everything I've pretty much touched on is here from the 990 
uh, forms, the 990EZ, uh, public disclosure of 990s, group exemption letters, uh, oh, I've never seen that one before. Oh, 1024, I think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. So, yeah, everything that I pretty much touched on with charitable organizations regarding trust is is here. Um, if I missed anything, um, uh, Minister Robert or Minister uh, Lynn, please, you know, be more than welcome to um, do a follow-up. Yeah, brother, can you can you just read the area of the LLC? Because I think it's right underneath there, because I know some of the brothers have brought up entities oh, yeah. and LLCs and corporations. Right. So uh, you have your limited liability uh, companies. Some of us call them limited, limited liability corporations, but the correct term is actually limited liability company. You can be taxed as a corporation or a, a sole uh, court. That's the best way to actually uh, say it. But nonetheless, it's an entity formed under under state or foreign law by filing articles of organization as an LLC. Um, so just so that everyone knows that if you're a single-member LLC, you don't have to file the articles of organization, but you do have to file something called the um, – um, what is that? What is it? Hold on for a minute, you guys. It's an operations agreement. I'm sorry. Dang, how quickly I forgot. You have to file something called operations agreement, basically talking about how you um, will be operating uh, in the state of wherever. And um, what else? Um, You'll be listed as a sole member. And that was one of my flaws when I contacted the IRS because I kept saying CEO, but you, but you're basically a sole member, nonetheless. Um, LLC tax classification it provides guidance on uh, classification for limited liability companies. Uh, if the business is an unincorporated business entity, which is another name for a uh, uh, sole proprietor. Um, and there are two or more owners, the entity can choose to be a partnership or a corporation. If an unincorporated business entity is only one owner, it can either elect to be a corporation or the entity can be disregarded. Um, and that's another name for a sole proprietor, if I can remember. If an individual owns a disregarded entity, it is treated as a sole proprietorship. If a corporation owns a disregarded entity, it is treated as a division or branch of the corporation. Okay, so that's no different than it's no different than what we planned on doing with the trust, but then we created an LLC, uh, uh, LLC for the trust or whatever. But this one is if you're a corporation, you created an LLC, they're treated as a uh, sole proprietorship unless they planned on. Uh, um, declaring it uh, its own single status, so to speak, or its own filing status, I guess. Um, and it also breaks down uh, what a single member LLC is. Um, it files a form eight eight three two to be taxed as a corporation. I had to file a two five five three or to be um, recognized as a S corp. Um, 
to be taxed as a disregarded entity. Uh, if the single member is an individual, the LLC will be taxed as a sole proprietorship. If the single member is a business entity, the LLC will be taxed as a division of the corporation. If you're a multi-member LLC, the multiple-member LLC generally has the following choices. Number one, they can file a uh, Form 8832 to be taxed as a corporation. If qualified, file Form 2553 to be taxed as an S-Corp. Um, three, they can be taxed by default as a, as a partnership. And it goes into the ramifications of uh, a wife and a husband if they um, own shares uh, in the profit of the LLC. Uh, they can file as a single member if they reside in a community property uh, state. Um, and that's pretty much what they have for the LLC uh, part. And then if you go further down, they'll show you how to um, – fill out the EIN application, which is the SS4, um, uh, SS4 form. They'll show you step-by-step step how to fill those out. Um, and, I, yeah, that's, and it actually starts on page, starts on page 16. So that's pretty much that. If we want to talk about estates, I don't think, you know, we need to talk about that right now since, you know, no one here has died. <laughs> um, no one plans on dying anytime soon. I think we need to talk about that. Um, other than that, brother, is there anything else specific that you want me to uh, read? Um, we'll see if anybody else uh, finds anything or they see anything they want to check out. Anybody else have any questions or uh, some other things? I got something that I um, wanted to just throw out there. Um, so... If anybody um, has uh, applied for EIN, they'll always have one like, um, what is it? I think it's on uh, line 17 of the EIN application. And and I'm saying line 17 because it'll ask the same question on the application, but whatever entities that you're you know, filling out for, you have to you know pick accordingly. They will always have, like, they'll say, describe the applicant's principal line of business. And, um, okay, well, let me start with line 16. And this is on whether it be uh, trust, or LLC, so on and so forth. Uh, line 16 and 17, they'll say, check one box that best describes the type of business you operate, uh, construction, real estate, et cetera. If none of the listed boxes is applied, check the other box and write your specific type of business. Do not leave blank or enter none or uh, non-applicable. And then line 17 states, describe the applicant's principal line of business in more detail, type of merchandise sold, specific construction work, product produced or service provided. Um, of course, do not leave blank or enter none or uh, non-applicable. And um, I've always 
Uh, I remember when I first started filling out those forms, those were the two um those were the two questions that I pretty much got uh, I found myself stuck on because usually when you're creating an entity, they have these categories that are so uh specific and at the and they're very broad but specific at the same time. I I guess if that makes sense. It's like, you know, with us um planning a venture or um uh an investment so to speak, um this when we go in and read those questions they would you know, require us to be very specific about what it is that we plan on doing. Um, I kind of wanted to just point that out because I know that when the time comes for us to actually fill out the application, because it's one thing to actually say what we're doing, but it's another thing to actually go in and actually make it make sense on the application because it's so short and they, you know, have us ask, you know, the, you know, answer the most specific questions in the most specific, you know, answers, you know, hopefully we understand, um, you know, what it is that we're doing when we're filling out the application, so to speak, because they do ask us to be very specific. And the more specific that we are, um, I guess that would be more clear to the IRS on, you know, how, you know, what it is that we're doing, because the last thing we need them to do is audit us. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I just want to kind of throw that out there. I don't think we will have any issues, but it's just something I just want to just bring up because I know that that's something that will, I think that we probably um, um, will have to collectively figure out. So, um, yeah, I just want to throw that out there and I yield. Good afternoon, brother. Um, anybody have any questions, anything they want to bring forward, or anything? All right. Um, anybody logged into the chat at this moment? Give me a second, brother. I can go there. Okay. Ta-da. Yeah, what I'm going to do is, um, I just, uh, just, your brother was talking about operation, you know, operating agreement and things of that particular capacity. So what I wanted to try to do is kind of give somewhat of a template. It's like a PDF type of thing. Put it into the chat so brothers can just go ahead and uh, go into the chat so you kind of get an understanding and look at uh, what something like an operating agreement would be like, so to speak, and the things that are in there, maybe what we can do is we can read some of the things in there. So uh, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to text this to you, see if I can text this to you, uh, Brother Shedrick, and then maybe you can, because I don't have a computer at this moment, and you can maybe put it in the chat. Would you mind? Yes, sir. I can do that. Okay. One second. Let me just... But give me a minute to do it though, because I'm gonna have to try to, you know, um, get it from my phone to the computer. So it's gonna take. It won't take long, but it's gonna take a minute. 
Um, while we're waiting, um, Minister Lynn, I got a question for you. Minister Lynn, are you there? Yes, sir. I had a question for you, bro. So considering what we've talked about thus far about the trust and um, things of that nature, Say, for instance, uh, someone wants to set up a charitable trust, and it is to um, be, uh, I guess you can say, privately operated, so to speak. Would you consider a charitable trust to be used for something like um, holding property that can be converted into um, um into, like, public utility. It's like, say, for instance, you have, like what the, what the United States government decided to do with the uh, public trust, where they put everyone in who, you know, registered with the, with the quote-unquote, Social Security Administration and, uh, think, you know, have their number and things like that, um, and they have their property under that number, and all of that stuff is underneath the, quote, unquote, United States, and it's considered to be, quote, unquote, part of the public trust. Would you say that when we start creating our individual charitable trust, um, would that be something that we use for property that would be uh, um, later converted to a public trust? and not put our property that we're going to have for our own utility uh, established part of that trust? Or am I making sense to you? Um, I mean, it's it's making sense somewhat, but, you know, I'm not not an authority on these things, but just reasoning with it, I don't know why – as a private entity, we would ever have um, a public trust. Because even if you did something from the standpoint of having <clears throat> having a, a trust structure under a commonwealth, you're still dealing with private entities. Mm-hmm. It would never be like a – it would never be like what the uh, – what the United States does from a standpoint of – having beneficiaries because because really they're they set those trusts up because you don't have the you you're not doing it yourself you know you don't have the um you don't have the the background to do it so they do it for you until such time as you say okay well i can manage my own affairs well you know if you're managing your own affairs then you already know that you're you're going to be in a private so from a from a perspective of you know having a um an entity to convey you know those goods into it would always be private you know even if it's uh you know at the family level mm-hmm. at, at the individual level at the family level and then even at at a national level it's still a private trust cuz 
you know, at the national level, you're still dealing with a family. It's just a whole bunch of related families. Did, did that answer the question, brother? Yeah, for the most part. Because here's what I was thinking, and I'm make it. I guess I'll try to make it brief because I know that uh, brother Robert was trying to text me the uh, PDF or the link. Um, I was still thinking about the fact that, okay, say for instance, you have the charitable trust and it's operated by uh, a private individual, or it's under an umbrella trust, so to speak, um, and all of the property like that you would acquire for um or you would acquire um such as you know um property and human capital nonetheless all of that would be put under some form of charitable trust um but still operated uh by a private entity or by way of a um, umbrella trust, so to speak. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, if I was to have um, property or whatever, I don't think I would ever, you know, put it inside of a charitable, um, a charitable, a charitable trust, so to speak, because it, you know, it'll. I guess you could say come off as if like it could be public utility and I wouldn't want anybody to have access to something like uh such as a property, um, a home of mine, uh, some you know, put it under a charitable charitable trust and then have someone, you know, allow access to it. you know, I was just thinking that it wouldn't make sense to have, you know, a charitable trust operating in that way. Um and I'm only bringing it up because I don't I'm hoping that, you know, many of the brothers here don't get in the mindset of thinking that's what a charitable trust could be used for or don't plan on using it that way. Um, I will hope not. I'm just just throwing it out there. But it was just something that kind of just crossed my mind. Um, And you answered the question, brother. So I I understand what you were saying. Brother um, Robert, were you able to text it to me, brother? I'm having some issues, uh, but um, I, I just say I just show where the brothers can check it out, and uh, maybe okay. collectively we could do it. Um, you, if you tell me where to check it out, I'll, I'll type it in the um, I'll type it in the uh, search bar, and then I'll um, paste it on the uh, chat. All right, true that, true that. Um, let me see. It's just I'm not sure what it'll be listed under. Uh, I mean, it's just as simple as just doing a a Google search and just put in a LLC operating agreement. But there's one in particular I wanted to send. Um, I don't know if it's listed under Burke and Reedy. I'm not sure. So you can check that one out. But it goes a little bit into What's that? Is that Reedy with two E's or an E and an A? Uh, two E's. Gotcha. R-E-E-D-Y. Gotcha. And just some of the things it talks about. It talks about formation, the name, the purpose, determined definitions, 
the members, the percentage interest, capital contributions, classes and interest, extraordinary actions, dilution, distribution of cash and proceeds, allocations of tax items, management of the company, rights, duties, and representations of members, transfer of interest, cessation of membership, dissolution and winding up, indemnification of the managers, power of attorney for limited purposes, amendment, miscellaneous provisions, signature page to operating agreement, capital contribution, and it goes on with other things there. But those are some of the, ty- the sections. You find it, bro? You find it, brother? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, I was asking if you found it. You found it? I was I'm about to read it to you. Does do you is it from a website? Uh, it's uh, HTTPS um, CSBWEB uh, or .ed or whatever that thing is because I have a PDF uh, Burke and Reedy LLP and um, it says operating agreement company A state in the brackets limited liability company uh, and then you have, you know, the different sections, formation, name, purpose, term, uh, definition, section two, members, percentages, percentages. Uh, percentage yeah, I think that's the same one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's can you put that? Know. Yeah, could you put that in the chat, bro? It's just yes, this is just brothers. This is just this is nothing, anything specific. This is just something, just so you can get into the whole flow of when you're dealing with LLCs and things like that. This is nothing specific. Okay, so I posted that. Good job, brother. Should be able to show up. I don't think I can post it again. <clears throat> For some reason, talk show that I don't think talk show let you post something twice. I'm not sure what that's about. So I posted it, um, and it's there for all of us to check it out whenever. Um, okay. Hopefully, everybody found the um, publication 1635 um, app. Um, beneficial because I know that once you guys start doing your own little thing, you will come into uh hand, it will come in handy. Um but again you can also use the online version. I think the online one won't even take no more than like I don't know, five minutes at the most. It literally won't take five minutes. But um this is just a textbook version because the um because they also do online application, because they do um, paper applications too. Yeah, man, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to read some of the stuff. I don't know if all the have, uh, anybody that can't get to the to the operating agreement. You can go. Oh, actually, I can go back to the operating agreement. Come here. So, come in tax allocations, capital contributions, miscellaneous provisions, amendments, power of attorney for. Limited purposes and identification of the managers. Anybody that can't get into uh onto the chat? Uh, was that talk shoe? Talk shoe. I'm just I'm I'm just getting onto the computer right now because I was traveling to get home. So 
the talk shoe and then the number? Yes, sir. It's okay, the, totally. You should post in the call ID, uh, the number that you punched in for to get on the line here. Yes, sir. Toda. And uh, let me just go. Let me see. All right, I'm just going to read the first couple of sections, and then um, I'll let you brothers check it out yourselves. Now, again, I just want to reiterate, this is just like something just for you to be able to look at, mm-hmm. and you formulate it on your own how you're going to formulate it on your own. This is nothing specific. Mm-hmm. Let me read. I'm going to read. Okay. Let me see, make sure I can be heard. Can I be heard, bro? Yeah, you can be heard, brother. All right. Section one, formation, name, purpose, term, and definitions. Section 1.1, formation. The parties to this agreement hereby enter into a written operating agreement pursuant to the State Limited Liability Company Act, the Act, to set forth the terms and conditions of their joint undertaking as members of the company and to carry out the purposes of the company as further described herein, in accordance with the provisions of this agreement and the laws of the state of blank. Section 1.2 name. Now remember, when you're doing these things, you customize it based upon how we're going to do it here. It doesn't have to be uh, specific to how it's written here. Section 1.2 name. The name of the company is brackets company LLC The company's business shall be conducted under said name, the name brackets company and or such other names as the manager may from time to time deem necessary or advisable provided that necessary filings on the applicable assumed or fictitious name statutes are first obtained section 1.3 offices and resident agent. The name and address of the resident agent of the company in the state of bracket state is owner slash founder address city state zip code. The principal office of the company shall be address city state zip code or such other location as the manager may from time to time designate by notice to the members. Section 1.4 purpose, the purpose and the business of the company shall be to develop and distribute multimedia business productivity tools through software, seminars, audio, video, and published works. Section 1.5, term. The term of the company commenced on date upon the acceptance for filing of the articles of organization of the company by the State Corporation Commission and shall have a perpetual existence unless earlier dissolved in accordance with section 9.1 of this agreement. Mm-hmm. Section 1.6, defined terms. The defined terms used in this agreement, unless the context otherwise requires, shall have the meanings specified herein or as set forth in Exhibit B, which is attached here too. Okay, section number two, members, percentage interest, capital contributions. Mm-hmm. Section 2.1, members, Exhibit A. 
The numbers, addresses, capital contributions, and percentage interest of all members shall be designated in Exhibit A, which is attached here too. The manager shall cause Exhibit A to be amended from time to time to reflect the withdrawal of one or more members or the admission of one or more additional members. As of the date of the execution of this agreement, there are no Class B or Class C members. Class A members shall be admitted in accordance with Section 3.1 hereof. Class B members shall be admitted in accordance with Section 3.2 hereof. Class C members shall be admitted to the company in accordance with Section 3.3 hereof. Section 2.2 capital contributions. On or prior to the date of this agreement, each existing member shall make a capital contribution to the company and an amount set forth opposite such member's name in Exhibit A. Section 2.3, Class A members, owner, founder, and founder 2, own all or all of the outstanding Class A membership units. See Exhibit A for a class for a list of the members of the company. Mm-hmm. Section 2.4, conversion of Class A interests. Subject to the limitations set forth below in Section 3.6 of this operating agreement, the manager shall have the right at any time and from time to time to admit one or more additional Class A members upon such terms and conditions as the manager shall determine in their sole discretion, provided that they obtain the prior unanimous written consent of the existing Class A members. Minimum interest of the manager. A manager shall not be required to own an interest in the company. Section 2.6, additional capital liability of members. No member shall have any obligation to contribute capital to the company except to the extent of the capital contribution of such member described in this Section 2. No member of the company shall have any obligation or duty to advance or loan funds to the company for the purpose of satisfying liabilities of the company or any operating or carrying costs associated with the company's business. No member shall be personally liable for the obligations of the company whether arising in contract, tort, or otherwise, solely by reason of being a member of the company. Section 2.7, no interest. No interest shall be paid or due by or from the company on any contributions to the capital of the company or any advances made by a member to the company. Section 2.8, indebtedness to members. Any indebtedness of the company owed to a member shall provide that the Payment of principal and interest, if any, shall be made only if and to the extent that payment of a distribution to the member could then be made under applicable terms of the act without the imposition on the member of any liability for repayment to the company. Section 2.9, withdrawal of capital by interest holders. Except as otherwise specifically provided in this agreement, prior to the liquidation of the company, no interest holder shall have the right to require the return of his or her its capital contributions or the balance of his or her its capital account. There is no agreed upon time when the capital contribution of an interest holder is to be returned. No interest holder shall have any right to demand and receive property. In lieu of cash and return of his or her its capital account, Provided, however, the company shall have the option to distribute property in lieu of cash in the event the company does not have cash resources available to it for such purpose. And like I said, check that out. You go in there and look at it. And basically, 
you know, when you look at that type of thing, that's talking about the operation agreement, and it's to reiterate what the minister had mentioned last week about legislating and you being the law. That's essentially everything that's incorporated in it. Once you be able to create these entities, it is you that is going to set the tone and the direction for the entity that you create. You create, you know, uh, agreed upon when you deal with your partners or whoever it may be. If you're sole member, you look into the things for a sole member, LLC, and things of that capacity. Uh, you incorporate any of the things that you feel is necessary, um, specifically when you're dealing with uh, how what type of uh, ent- uh, body of law is going to be under, what type of situation, all of those type of things should be incorporated in there. And it's you that would put those things in there. That that right there is just like a template, so to speak, of the LLC and how we, you know, incorporate the LLC within your trust and things for that particular capacity. I mean, there could be more that can be said, and I will go ahead and get, let the floor, yield the floor. If anybody has anything you want to talk about? Um, hold on, Rick. This is Mr. Shedrick. I just want to keep uh, going over it. Um, because I was um, thinking about something that happened some time ago. I was uh, reading this uh, operating agreement for for a company, an uh, Internet company, and one of the things I uh, noticed in the agreement was that anybody that's working for or chooses to work for the company uh, basically has to rid themselves of any moral jurisdiction. This is literally outlined in the operating agreement. And another thing um, that stuck out to me is what happens if, uh, in terms of them owing you money or things like that, well, if anything shall arise in terms of a conflict of interest, you basically have no, you are to have no uh, remedy in your jurisdiction and all trials and things like that will be held in Australia or uh, remedy for um, uh, aid will be held in Australia. And I was thinking to myself, so if you are part of an organization that uh, practices, uh, you know, personal, uh, any type of personal religious beliefs like Judaism or uh, Hebrew and things of that nature, um, uh, you basically have to set all that aside to um, to deal with any of the content that this particular company is trying to push. And then if something was to happen, even if, you know, you, you know, um, even if the company knew about it, you still don't have any remedy, remedy within your jurisdiction at all, uh, uh, jurisdiction for any remedy pertaining to whatever claim that you have uh, shall be seeked in the uh, jurisdiction of where the company is registered, which is in Australia. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's so important for us to read these contracts. Um, um, you take the time and you actually read them, you can see so many different things. Um, it's, you know, not something that uh, you want to just gloss over just because you're trying to do something. It is something that you definitely want to read because you never know. You never know what you're giving up. 
you know, when you are one of those people that's, you know, on the opposite end of an agreement, you know. Um, here we have the chance to set something up um, and be the benefit and be uh, some type of benefit from it. Um, because, again, we know what's in the contract. But I'm just bringing this up to kind of show um, how when you read them, you, you read contracts or you read operating agreements from different companies, you can be sure um, to rid yourself of any, um, um, I guess you say, chances of someone trying to get over on you. You understand what I'm saying? So um, I thought that this was helpful from both here as well as uh, the other um, publication because you get a in uh, you get an in-depth analysis of how something uh, how to create something and then here you get an in-depth analysis of how that entity actually works. So um, I just want to say thank you, brother, for bringing this up tonight. And I yield. Not a problem, brother. Just, I'm just hoping that it can be kind of beneficial to the brothers. You know, um, hopefully this, you know, it's sufficient enough that we, you know, it just, it just is, you know, the brothers can gain something from it. That's the main intent. Anybody else have any questions or comments? Shalom, phone on the record. This is Offland. So. The language in that document, I mean, for the most part, that operating agreement would be uh, relative. The, the, the operating agreement is the legislation for the LLC, the same way that um, the indenture would be the legislation for the trust. I mean, all of the constituent parts are there. Even, they even got a, a, a CAS system, <laughs> you know, member A, B, and C. Those are different types of beneficiaries. Managing directors would be trustees. The only thing that um, that I didn't hear was um, some language relative to um, the various stockholders or, or shareholders in that LLC. But um, for the most part, that sort of um, fleshing out of intent that that's what's necessary. I mean, that's that's what we have to get to um, with respect to having a viable um, map or game plan that doesn't have uh, that or that does have minimal ambiguity, you know, and, and, you know, whoever wrote that up, they, that some, some forethought definitely went into that, you know, even down to, um, you know, as the, as the minister uh, said, uh, when dealing with arbitration, I mean, for any of, I, I, you know, I would think that for any of um, the trusts that uh, come out of us, that some sort of tribunal within tribes would be the, the uh, venue for arbitration. So it should, for example, a benefic- beneficiary seek some sort of relief due, um, you know, to some malfeasance by a, by a trustee, um, they get that grievance heard within a uh Tribes tribunal, you know, it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't think there would be a a need to uh, go to a, you know one of the B sport courts to uh, to address that. 
But, you know, I I, I like the fact that, um, you know, for the most part, that document is 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 detailed enough to kind of get us in the mind of thinking, okay, well, you know, we at least have to be at the same level of detail. We we just organize it a little bit differently when we're um, trying to create a trust entity. But you know, those are the considerations that have to be uh, incorporated into it so it can make sense. You know, so a trustee could look at it and say, ah, okay, well, I know just how to proceed because you know, it's all it's all listed here. It's all laid out for me. So, um, you know, those are my thoughts on that. Are you? Good off for that, brother. And yeah, and actually, this past last week, the one good thing that happened that I'm more ecstatic, and I think all of us here would agree, is that you know, last week officially we have created an actual tribunal to which uh, we have um, the beginning stages, which is the level of appointments, which is which you can go into, check out. Um, I think it's the, the, what is it, brother? The fellowship line where Brother Priest kind of uh, breaks down uh, the fellowship and the, the functionality of the fellowship and other different type of things. You guys could check that out. And that's a beautiful thing also in terms of us being able to, you know, have a place where we can have somewhat of these type of protections and we can have our own tribunal where we can be able to deal with any controversies that may come up, whether internal, external, or otherwise. And that's the beautiful thing about what we're doing here. And so I'm just excited about, the fact that um, the tribunal was created because that was kind of something that I was having in the back of my head about in terms of uh, effectuating these type of things, creating these um, entities and things of that capacity. So, so brothers, yeah, I mean, there you have it. I mean, you know, you have these type of entities you can create. Brothers showed us in these classes how to go ahead and, you know, set it up foreign to the beast jurisdiction, how to go about it, the steps. If we check out our notes, he uh, gave, gave us uh, all of these bars in the class and as far as how to effectuate it, how to, you know, create it, the verbiage, the writing, uh, how to structure it, and all these other different type of things. So we just put these pieces together, add them up collectively, we, we can get some things moving and get some things operating. You know what I'm saying? Um, counter to what the way we were initially operating, which was we come to find out that was the improper way of contracting. So it's a good thing. One other thing I want to add, when we're dealing with these LLCs and corporations and things of that capacity, one of the things that we have to do, and this is LLCs, corporations, projects, what have you. One of the key things these are some of the things that we have to take in consideration. One of the main things is is when you create an LLC, one of the things you do is before you even create it, you want to also create a business plan. You know, you want a business plan is pretty much the blueprint for that business. It's going to go over various different things. So you got the executive summary, 
you have way out your 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 um your comp competitors and all these other different things should be included in your business strategy. Now, maybe one day if we continue on with this, maybe one day we'll bring it to the class and we can be able to uh, set up an actual business plan for ourselves and learn how to do these things because it defeats the whole purpose of creating a business or an LLC corporation, what have you, if you're not sure about the direction of that entity, you know, as well as understanding the blueprint should apply to the to the trust instru- uh, the, uh, entity as well. So one of the things you want to make sure you do is you always have a plan. Um, one of the other things we got to make sure we do when we're dealing with LLCs and projects and things like that is the financing aspect. Um, are you going to get the funds from one of these particular banks? Are you going to do creative um, ways to get your funds? Are you going to be able to sell some of the equity or deal with a debt financing? How are you going to be able to do it? So these particular things definitely got to be checked out. Um, of course, we talked about with Brother Priest um, when he goes over the situation with, um, you know, the project that he has us implementing. Uh, marketing is very important. You know, uh, he goes over, pretty much he just break, broke it all down with the project that he had us creating with the, um, with the, uh, the what, what was it? Again, I forget what the name of that project was that we were doing. Hashtag Stop the Madness and uh, where we were being, uh, pushing other brothers and sisters' um, businesses and things like that. That is a key component to uh, doing those particular things. Uh, is the marketing. Another thing that we got to do in terms of the trust entity as well as LLCs, corporations, or what have you, is we got to understand tax law. Tax law, like the brother mentioned, being tax exempt, dealing with the taxes, all those different type of things. Um, another thing we have to look into is accounting. Accounting, bookkeeping, uh, balance statements, creating ledgers, and these other particular things. These things are really important. As a matter of fact, one accounting software or you know component to it would be like a QuickBooks or something of that capacity that you can utilize to be able to, it can kind of help you in terms of that process. Um, and these are some of the things that we really, once we get into that LLC, even the trust instrument, we got to definitely take in consideration. So um, maybe one day what we'll do is we'll go over these various things as well as some type of um, challenging factors that may affect you in you effectuating or create, uh, interfacing in commerce, some of the things that you may want to reconsider or fact check, so to speak. Uh, when you're doing certain things in commerce. And um, that's one of the things I want to try to look into for us here, you know, as we're going forward, because we're about to move into the next step. Once we be able to understand these solid principles, we understand these basics and all this stuff, we understand the structuring, we learn how to structure our entities, you know, dealing with the holding company, like the brothers brought forth the last few weeks about the holding company, the entities, 
Now we're talking about LLCs. Now we're checking out the operating agreement. Maybe we could try to look into, uh, you know, how a corporation and, you know, other particular things are, you know, kind of um, structured. And we can look into these things and be able to um, effectuate our own entities to be able to go ahead and interface commercially. So these are some of the things I just thought we want to add to what we're going to go into as we're dealing with these things since we're bringing up the LLC and corporations and things of these capacities. So um, I just hope that this was kind of a benefit to the brothers. I'm just hoping that, you know, uh, you know, we can kind of get some clarity on some of the things um, in regards to what, what it is that we're trying to do here. So I'm just hope and pray that, you know, it was just something that brothers can utilize and we can go forward and we move collectively and we make some moves, make some things happen. You know, we can move it to next level with this type of stuff. We can, once we operate collectively and get these things going in a collective capacity, then we can start being able to formulate some real solutions, you know what I'm saying, for our people out here. You know what I mean? And whether that be with the commercial aspect, dealing with the political aspect, otherwise we can be able to create these things to be able to really create some solutions for our people that they can tangibly be able to see and to understand that, you know, there's brothers out here that's making the moves. There's brothers out there that's making the moves out here right now. I see it all the time. They're making the moves and everything. But one of the things that they're lacking, one of the things that I see, is the jurisdictional issue. You know, that's one of the main things they're lacking, the jurisdiction, the status issue, and these other particular things, which we here have been learning through Brother Priest, and that is the thing that is going to help our people the most. Once we effectuate and operate properly in a proper status, we operate in the proper capacity, I mean, we could do a lot of things, brothers you know, collectively, individually, um, as a nation, interfacing with other nations and otherwise. And that's the goal that we want to get to. And this is the beginning components of it because this is the application stage. Application stage is taking into consideration a lot of things that the brother brought forth to us, studied diligently. Um, If we need to, like the brother had mentioned before, we create a dummy entity that we can utilize, that we can make some mistakes upon so that this way, if we do make the mistakes, we can always go ahead and fix up those mistakes. And that's what the brother had uh, brought forth to us in these classes. So I just hope that, you know, I hope that that was able to help assist you, brothers. And anybody have any questions or comments? Shalom, brother. Uh, This is Minister Shetty. I had a quick question um, QuickBooks, is that a software that I can download um, or something like that? Yes. QuickBooks, okay. you can be able to check it. I think it, it, it's like an accounting software that you can use. Uh, so this way you don't have to. It's just, it's just a software that you can use on your um, uh, a desktop or whatever the case may be. I think you probably do it through your phone, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, that's a that's a software that you can utilize, brother. Okay, I'm I'm just writing it down because I know you mentioned it. 
and I wanted to check it out. Thank you, brother. No problem, brother. Does, uh, anybody else have anything? Hey, Shalom, phone on the record. Um, this is Auckland. So, yeah, brother, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's the the main issue. Because um, you see a lot of folks making moves, but the thing is, is, again, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like the people are, you know, they, they're, they're rolling around on training wheels because the majority of um, what it takes to create an entity and interface with, um, you know, with the government and it, and by relationship the tax authorities. I mean, it's pretty much all boilerplate language that's created for you, and you know, you try to get the best um, favor that you can with those statuses. But the thing is, is that it's almost like it's almost it's almost like going to the king and asking. Or, or begging for a pardon because if if your entity is a creature of the statutes, I mean they pretty much can tell you what to do, you know, from from soup to nuts. And so, I mean, obviously we deal with the same thing, you know, just being in a um, being in a, a citizen citizenship uh, status. But you know, having a, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, having a fundamental or going through the pains of developing a fundamental competency with being able to um, have this language um, come up out of you and create your own entities, that's that's the, the consideration that you have to give to ultimately get over um, that, that jurisdictional issue. I mean, it's not easy. You know, if it was, e if it was easy, then, you know, everybody would be doing it and then you wouldn't have these guys out here you know, in a lot of cases, creating these fraudulent instruments because, you know, all of it is, um, you know, for the most part, rooted in sovereign mythology. But, you know, it, it, it's a growing process. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of our people are um, in very disadvantaged uh, situations. And so, you know, developing a competency um, with respect to this information is going to help our people, but believe it or not, um, you know, in the in the, the greater scheme of things, um, more than our people stand to benefit from us um, being able to, to, to wield this technology properly. Um, you know, I've been watching what's been going on in, um, in Israel for the last week or two just with respect to um, how the Israelis are basically using these um, said Palestinians as, as target practice. And um, it's been kind of tough to watch that because it's like these guys are basically operating under the guise of being us and nobody's really questioning it because, you know, nobody's, you know, thinking deeper than that, you know, they they just look at it as, oh, it's a, it's a conflict of occupation where, um, you know, these said Palestinians are being occupied, but nobody's looking at it in a deeper way 
from a legitimacy standpoint. And the thing is, is that it, there, there's no like notable entity outside of these Israelis that can even bring into into question in the mind of the public. Um, do these people actually have a, a right to be there? Because that's that's the way you you stop their killing is to basically challenge the the legitimacy of them to even you know operate in that capacity. So the scriptures say that um, you know all of the uh, and I'm paraphrasing says that all of the families uh, of the of the world will be blessed through um, the house of Judah, and so. It's imperative. I mean, it's getting to a place now where, to some degree, our lack of being able to be um, positioned properly is really starting to to affect more than just us. So, yeah, we're definitely concerned about, you know, what's going on with our people, but um, it's like there's more incentive now um, for us to, to... you know, really stand up and, and start operating properly in government law and commerce. So um, this 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 may be you know one of those situations where it's like it's a you know it's a lot of information. Um, it's a lot of of um, it's going to take a lot of time with respect to us rolling up our sleeves and getting in here and um, you know going through you know having a framework and then revising and revising and revising, but at the end of the day, um, that's what it takes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like we haven't sat in, in our own jurisdiction, in our own seat of government for 400 years, over 400 years. So it's, it's not something that you, that's just going to come back to you overnight. Um, but the thing is that we just have to stay diligent, um, you know, continue to have, you know, these sorts of conversations. And if you notice, every class that we've had, it's 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 been progressively going deeper and deeper into the subject matter and deeper and deeper into the meat of um you know what we're trying to accomplish and i mean it's progress i mean it may not may not be at a velocity yet but you know if we keep doing this um you know we'll we'll improve um with respect to speed so um great class brother uh, i yield It out, brother. Yes, sir, man. And I definitely concur, man. I mean, one of the main things that I try to do in Brother Priest's absence is try to, uh, you know, just envelop on what he he would want for this particular class. One of the things he would want us to do is, we right now we are a little clan or a tribe, and one of the things that we have to look at with each other is that, you know what I'm saying, we have to make sure we're all on the same page and we're going to be operating, you know, in the collective capacity and we're going to be operating and making sure that each brother, um, we make sure each brother is accounted for and each brother is, you know, what. that's why I kind of open up the floor because, you know, we, we, re- we really want, everybody, well, priests definitely would want everybody to be on the same page because, you know, myself, Minister Lynn, Minister Shedrick, 
yes, we're ministers, but we're we're brothers as well, and we're in the same exact boat, like all use, and um, we have to do it too, you know, and we have to go through it. We got to go through the fire, so to speak, and make these things happen, like brothers. And one of the things that um, is important is that we just make sure that each one of us are strong in different areas where we may have be weakened and we can work together. All of us here work together toward helping each other in our areas of weakness. We pick each other up. We make sure each brother is, is, is you know, everybody's is good or even kill. I know we're going to have some trials and tribulations and some things that we're going to deal with in our lives, but, um, we're able-bodied brothers here, and we're men. You know, we we have to learn to get back into you want for your brother what you want for yourself, and being our brother's keeper for real, and not just saying it just because it sounds good or because we heard somebody else saying it, but really doing it. And that's one of the things that's been lacking from our people a lot. It's like almost ah, well, hey. And bro, that's it. That brother's issue. Hey, he ain't got no. We we got to look out for each other, man. And we, you know, a lot of our brothers, you know, out here hurting. A lot of our brothers out here hurting. Whatever it may be, however it may be, and whatever situation it is. So it's really important for us with this clan or tribe that we have here to be able to understand that and work together and work toward that goal, which is ultimately to get to that next level, get to that next part that we need to get to and make this thing happen and effectuate and really put this out here so they can know. This is why I always tell Minister Frederick, man, so they can know that we're back, man. We're back. You know, it's going to take some time, like the minister just said. It's going to take some time, but it's all good. You know, it's all good. As long as we are progressing, and working toward these type of things, you know, it's going to take some slow steps, but just understand that the steps that we are making are a lot bigger steps than a lot of other people are making. You know, a lot of other people don't have the the luxury of, you know, dealing with priests. Think about all the people who couldn't get into this nation, all of those brothers and sisters that were rejected, and us here. Not only are we in the nation, but we're in the third degree, and we're in trying to embark on something that hasn't been done in so many years, and we're doing it right now. We got the technology in front of us. We got brothers here with brilliant minds. I mean, hey, we make these things happen. I mean, it's going to take some time, you know, and each person has to deal with their own individual development or whatever, but it's, that's fine. That's fine. This is new to us. This is all brand new to us. You know what I'm saying? So we want to learn this, how we're going to learn this, and we're going to make it happen because it's written that it's going to happen. And we're going to get there, man. So I want all you brothers to understand that, man, that we each other's brother's keeper, and we're here for real because at the end of the day, man, as you see, we all we got, man. We all that we have. You know what I'm saying? And that's just at the end of the, that's just the bottom line. And that's definitely something that we're trying to work on right here and right now. So I'm going to open up the floor to anybody. Anybody else got anything you want to say? Brother Akeem, what's up, bro? Let me hear you, man. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, 
Salam. Salam, brother. So going over stuff that we touched on, I was able to finally get on computer and go back into the IRS publication 1635 and also, like you, brother, said you for that. And also the LLC operating manual that you brought up. Thank you for that, Brother Robert. Both great resources. I yield. Yes, sir. No problem, brother. I, I think all the all of the brothers here, each brother here, when they brought forth all this information here, like you know, we just started the class by everybody having their say. There was nobody left out. It was nobody to the point to where, like, when monopolized and nothing in no class, everybody had an equal say in terms of um, what they want to speak on. And that's the way we're trying to do it here. These are the building blocks that we have to work on collectively. And if you look into those operating agreements, you know, that, that kind of gives you that very same language, so to speak, what we're supposed to be working on here. So, I mean... You know, I'm just here just to oversee the class, but the class is the, – the credit goes to you brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, Brother Priest and the Most High Almighty, all praises to the Most High Almighty. So, you know, it, it's it's to you brothers. I mean, iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. So, I mean, just thank you brothers, you know. So I just want to say that, brother. But I'm glad that – it will have any benefit to any of you brothers, man, because, you know, we, 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 got, we got a road ahead of us, man. We got to, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Our people, not only just our people, ourselves, our families out here, man, they're hurting. And with these plans, these tax plans going on, a lot of our people is going to get really wiped out and washed up, man. And, you know, that's because they refuse to, you know, to really get into this type of stuff. They want to perpetuate um, a certain lifestyle, which is counter to what is supposed to be done, which is given to us and gifted to us by nature. Yeah, we had other people who interfered and intervened into certain uh, gifts that we were bestowed upon, and they were causing some interference, whatever the case may be, but this is all written you know, that we need to come back to it and, you know, make these moves the way we're supposed to make them. So this is a, a, a full team effort, man. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to stress that. Uh, brother Kedrick, what's up, man? Let me hear you, brother. I think he might be working. Brother yes, sir. Oh, okay, brother. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> yeah, this is all good Good progress. We're finally getting somewhere where we can take these um, baby steps to practical application. It's a good class. Thank you. Good eye for that, brother. And, and here's another thing I want to do. This is another thing. What, what one of the things I want to do is this is what I ask upon all the brothers. Um, since we have six people here, um, after this semester, if we still continue this class, 
I would just like for each one of the brothers to bring something to the class and to just, you know, so kind of, so to speak, give, uh, I would, I'm not going to say a dissertation, so to speak, but just kind of give a breakdown of something that you feel as though can be tangible and can be helpful toward our progression. So that's something that I will ask for next semester. Each brother will go ahead and bring something. If whatever, depending what brother priest wants us to do, each brother brings something to the class to help all of us out, you know, because we, we, we need to do these type of things. We need to have these resources. We need to, um, you know, we not any individual one of us is going to have a monopoly on knowledge or anything like that. You know, we could always learn something new. I'm I'm still learning. I'm sure the minister is still learning. Brother Priest still learning. I mean, everybody's still learning. So, I mean, definitely we want to try to implement some things like that. And plus, um, we want to get into the point to where we start being like some of these, um, be some of these members that are in these documents that we're reading. Like, we have these brothers who have controllable interest over a certain amount of shares in an entity and be able to verbalize it and be able to speak interfacing and things. This is, this is what we have to become again. You know, we have to definitely become that. And that's one thing I want to try to initiate to the Akiyams. And what, what I'll do is maybe the last class I'll try to, you know, based upon some of the things we talked about today in class, I'll try to see, or ask you brothers what type of things you think you can bring to the class and be able to kind of sort of, um, you know, just, just, you know, teach us, so to speak, uh, based upon what you learn and what you gain from it. And we work on it. We put it together. Everybody gives their perspective and we grow as one. So that's something I would like to see. But thank you for that brother. Uh, Brother Bernard, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Shalom, Ak. Shalom, Nation. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing two things at once, uh, working on a paper here while I listen to the class. Great information. Um, man, I could remember uh, years ago when I used to go to the small business administration here in Seattle and uh, doing research on the different entities to set up. Uh, you know, such as the sole proprietor or the LLC or limited liability. And one of the things I remember was that there was a distinction between uh, the S corporation and the sole proprietor and the limited liability or the LLC. I know the sole proprietor, if you got sued, you could lose all your stuff. And, um, you know, the limited liability, you had a limited amount of protection. And that's why um, I was kind of reiterating earlier about us going over the private contractual company or the nonprofit um, in, in regards to protecting our, you know, our possessions and protecting our businesses and, and what we're trying to build here. One thing I would suggest that we would go and read, because this is one thing I set up, a 501C7, and it's a, it's a social club. So, you know, you could in in your town, let's say if you spoke to the youth, you, so you have a private social club that speaks to the youth on how to how to dress properly. Mine is five hundred one C seven. 
Gold Medal Handicapping Academy. It's for people who like horse racing, and um, we we basically like-minded individuals who like horse racing, which is 501. Uh, it's tax exempt. So, you know, I'm, man, go look that up, 501C7. So whatever it is, you whatever type of uh, private group that you set up, uh, and some examples, if hell, if you like chewing uh, uh, bazooka bubble gum, so on every Wednesday, you and your private group get together and y'all chew uh, purple bubble gum. It's a, it's a tax write-off. It's a it's a it's a tax exempt entity, and um, like mine, I like horse racing. So you know, just just something to throw out there. But there's tons of nonprofits, and and I and I know that what Brother Priest has been teaching us, which is the way to go, because I know the uh, the public entities they all. You know, at some point, they all get seized. They all try to uh, audit you. And, um, you know, with the irrevocable trust and, and and putting your things in the trust and gifting them into the trust, you know, hopefully once we go over this information again, we'll be more um, uh, uh, sharp on how to do it and formating it and getting it all put together and, and then moving on it and, and then funding it. And, uh, you know, just want to throw that out there in regards to what that's what I did with, with my horse racing one. And, um, you know, just looking forward to building with you brothers, you know, like the Ox said, we are our brother's keeper. And um, in this third degree, nobody should get left behind, man. We got to, you know, uh, move with one another, support one another, and uh, keep building because at the end of the day, it's not for us. It's for our posterity. And it's for the future members that's coming into this nation. And, you know, this solid foundation that we're getting ready to lay down you know, it's going to be rock solid. Ain't going to be no, no loose ends, uh, no, no gaps, no, no, no bucket with holes in it, you know? So I just want to throw that out there. And then lastly, uh, one more time, revelations 18 and four, you know, uh, come out of her, my people that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. We could be in this world, but not of the world. And, um, you know, the nation is our hedge. And the Most High and our our Lord and Savior, He's gonna protect us as long as we stick into the commandments and doing everything in a righteous manner. And um, I think we'll be good in that capacity. And with that, I yield. Good on for that, brother. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things like we can be doing, you know, uh, as a collective, man. I mean. One of the things we could also be doing is we can create. Uh, well, we have we have a little bit more to go with that, but one of the things we can create is some type of interest group, you know, for us to interface politically, you know, and that's that's something that we can probably do, but we we need to get a little bit more clarification on that, so you know, we interest group for, for, for fraternities and all these other different type of things. A lot of the, the things, the bonds is in a lot of the tax codes, like the brother brought out. I mean, you know, there's got to be some things where you got to look at it in terms of status issues and things of that capacity. But uh, we can create these things. You know, we can create a lot of these particular things um, where we don't even have to be um, underneath the shackles of this beast. We can do it to where we're foreign to the beast doing these type of things. Uh, but that's that's a whole other thing. I won't go further into that. I'll just leave it there. 
But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things we can do um, with what we're doing. And the brother brought up the SBA. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff um, on that SBA website. There's a lot of bars that you can definitely check out. As a matter of fact, I am in personal relations with uh, one. Uh, there's a sister that works in the SBA over here in New York. I'm actually in relations with her in terms of possibly creating something, um, you know, down the road to where we can be able to, you know, work some things out. Um, but, you know, so that's another thing. But that that's a great thing. I'm glad you brought up those couple of things, brother. And these are some things that we could definitely work with. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody else got anything they want to say? Shalom, one more thing. Oh, go ahead, I. No, go go ahead, I. You got it. I just want to say this one more thing. I um, I know I know you guys are all familiar with Claude Anderson and uh, Boyce Watkins. Uh, so they're about to start this tour, traveling around the United States, uh, speaking on black wealth. And um, Doctor uh, Claude Anderson got that book, uh, Power Numics. And in that book, he gives five stages on building wealth for the black community. And uh, he is really adamant about how we can create wealth for ourselves as Israelites and, uh, you know, focus on us so we can have, you know, how like every city got Chinatown and, and Little Italy and all these different places where we, you know, in his book. And I ordered that book. So I'm just waiting for it to get here, and I'm going to be sharing that in the class, too. Uh, it got some pearls, and I know he had, I have uh, some PDFs. He had talked about investing in leather. Uh, he had talked about uh, 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 fish restaurants, and um, I know real estate was in there. But he gave a bunch of different types of companies that uh, brothers and sisters could be investing in, supporting black businesses only. And uh, so, I'm, man, I can't wait to get that book to share with you guys because, you know, it just goes in uh, in alignment with what we're, what we're trying to do here and what Priest's been teaching us. So I just want to let y'all know that um, once I get that book, I'll be sharing some stuff. Uh, and I yield out. Good eye for that, brother. Shalom. Thank you for that input, brother. Uh, Minister Lynn? And Shalom, brothers. So um, I, I just wanted to add this real short. So... Um, Minister Priest has said uh, a couple of different um, podcasts that at tribes we're creating men. He said that a number of different times. Um, I just had the, the revelation sitting in this class that we're also creating trustees. And if you think about what the function of a trustee is, that that is what we're focused on in this class. When we get to where we need to be, it should be no, no nobody in this class should have any hesitation in being able to say, um, you know, I got an entity, I'm, I'm creating it, and um, brother, I need you to be a trustee. You know, brother, brother Robert, I need you to uh, be a trustee for for this entity. Elder Kedrick, I need you to be a trustee for that entity. No issues with it. 
that's what it means to be your brother's keeper. It's no reason if if we develop the competence and we have all the expertise in-house, there's no reason why I would go out and have to engage a foreigner and pay for them to manage my stuff like they did when I was in a former mind state. That, that's the whole point of the curriculum. A year. Yes, sir, brother. Ta-da. Yes, very, very good point, man. Absolutely. And, brother, listen, y'all do say the word, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know I'm here, you know, and I'm sure uh, Minister Shedrick can speak for himself and say absolutely. And that goes for everybody, man. Like, we here. We don't need to rely on anybody else outside of us. As a matter of fact, what we need to be doing is what we're talking about here. And I'm glad you brothers pointed that up with the LLCs and the corporations and all this type of stuff because we don't need to be working for no foreigners, period. We need to be working for ourselves or working with one of our own particular peoples or one of our brothers that are here. And so we can get to the point to where we work on for ourselves or however you're going to set it up with your brothers. And that's something that we definitely are working on here to where we have be each other's brother's keeper, like the brother just said. And we got to really formulate that brotherhood and that pact. And we really got to be brothers of sound mind, sound reason of our word. And we have to stick to the customs, traditions, practices that we're supposed to be uh, attributed to. And we're supposed to really, you know, show what a true Hebrew is supposed to be about, which is we're supposed to create our own particular brotherhood. And that's one of the key things. And it touches even more on what uh, Brother Bernard talked about, where we can create some, utilize some of these other entities, you know, when we get to that point where we be able to do it, where we collectively and solidify it and we interface out here where we can, kind of be able to do some things politically, economically, and otherwise, you know, and create some tangible solutions for our people so that they can know that there's actually somebody out here for them, you know, because the NCAA has failed them. The black caucuses and all of them has failed them. They don't know where to turn to. And what what we have here in this class today, and, and as long as we've been here, we got the brothers that have the competency enough to be able to make these things happen. As long as we understand the things that Brother Priest has left us with and we continue to study and we continue to grow and we continue to develop, we can make these things happen. We don't need no NAACP. We don't need no Black Caucus. We don't need them doing it on our behalf. We can do it for ourselves, and then we can eventually help our brothers and sisters to learn to do it for themselves stand on a particular body while at the same time submitting to the most high almighty and the power of the most high almighty because all of us were gifted this information all this information we got right here for me personally this is all gifted to me this is nothing i don't ever take it to a point to where like okay yeah i'm this type of guy with this type of knowledge and all this type of stuff like that man this is borrowed i gotta pay this back to the most high man and we gotta pay it back to the most high, you know, by 
effectuating the scriptures and putting down what, you know, um, priest has given us and what the most high has commanded upon us. Then we can balance that ledger. You know what I'm saying? Until we do that, we're going to be in debt, man. And we can't be debtors. And this is not a nation of debtors. So we got to do these type of things, man. And I feel strongly, man. We just grow, we build, we stay strong. We all we got here, we all, you know, a couple of brothers backslid and dipped off and left. And, you know, they did what they did and everything. But it's all good. We still here. You know, it's all good. All we need is a couple of people. You don't even need hundreds and thousands of people. You only need a certain core, a certain core group of brothers together operating in that certain mindset. And it'd be even more stronger. All of us became business owners. And we sit here and we get the monies together, creating our own parties, you know, uh, dealing with political, creating, you know, getting political action committees or whatever the case may be, petitioning this government and, you know, making these people accountable and, you know, other particular things that we could be able to do. And we could do it. We got this information, all this information we have, man. This is all about putting it to use, you know, working on it, growing, developing, and making it happen. And that's what we're going to do here, man. And that's why I say, man, like, we all we got, brothers. And we got to stay strong, stay diligent, keep working, you know, minus out all the distractions, things are going to come up in our life, but we got to work on One of the things I wanted to do um, is, you know, I was kind of, and this is something I may bring in due time because I know, Minister Priest has been uh, a little bit busy. Um, you know, when we, me, Minister Shedrick and Minister Lynn, we were in civil diplomacy. One of the entities that we were supposed to create was a hospitality committee, so to speak. Um, hospitality committee, and we were trying to create these funds that we can create. Now, you know, Minister, Brother Bernard was mentioning these type of things, bringing it back up. I mean, we always had these things already in there, but one of the things I want to try to do is for us to be able to we elect someone to be a treasurer or something of that capacity, or if we have one at this moment, to be a treasurer to which we can oh, – well, I think I think Priest already has that, you know, with the land drive or whatever. I'm, but I'll, I'll get some clarification on that, but – for these type of things, like, for instance, next week, uh, Brother Bernard is going to bring to us investments. Like the brother mentioned, we can create an investment fund. You need to have somebody who can be the manager of that fund, so to speak. You know, like a lot of these hedge funds, what they do is they have someone that they elect to be a manager over those funds to be able to invest in a lot of these different investments or these investment opportunities and, you know, you know, as the fees and all this other type of stuff and everything like that, whatever the case may be, but we can do it in our capacity where we all get together. We put this money in this fund and we started to facing and making these things happen at this moment in this juncture and get this going at this point right now. So that this way, when our mindsets, you know, develop even more and we start making some things happen, Man, listen, you know, we can make a lot of things happen, man. So I just wanted to just throw that up there 
that I just want to see if brothers were interested in something like that that we can do, or do you guys feel as though it's too soon, or what, what, what do you guys feel? Minister Shedrick. Oh, shalom. I'm working with Minister Shedrick. Um, it sounds like a great idea. I was just kind of thinking about the fact that we, because we haven't necessarily, like, um, uh, planned any necessary ventures as of yet, uh, and because we haven't had any funds come in yet, um, I was thinking maybe it probably would have been something that we could we could wait on in terms of designation. Um, I mean, that's just me personally, but, you know, everyone may not necessarily agree. Uh, agree so, I yield. Good off that, brother. Uh, brother Akeem. Um, so the way you were explaining it, the vision that you put out, I think is uh, reachable. And could, uh, could you give a, a like a, a example? Could you go into it a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, one of the things that I'm just going to use the example of the hospitality committee that was supposed to be enacted with the civil diplomacy. Well, one, one of the former, one of the former cabinet members that we had in the nation, brother Tobiah, he had actually, uh, initiated to brother priest, about creating this entity at the particular time. Now, at the time, I'm not particularly sure if all of us were on the same page in terms of uh, going about that. There was some type of, uh, you know, just some issues that were there um, with the people that were, you know, supposed to be part of that committee and things of that particular capacity, but we're not going to go into that's the past, we're going to the future. Um, but we were supposed to set up a situation. As a matter of fact, there was an incident where um, in Detroit, there was a situation where I had, one of my one of my best friends had set me up to where he had my flight set up where I was on standby. So what would happen is, it would only I would only be now mind you this is a Fourth of July weekend so everybody's traveling going about you know here and there and everything like that so I was on the standby section which basically means I'm sure you brothers probably know what standby is but like you don't you you're not able to get onto a plane unless um, you know there's an actual available seat and the way my friend my best friend had set it up was he set it up like that so myself at that particular time i didn't actually plan for any contingencies because you know he's usually pretty good with those type of situations plus i've done it a couple other times with him in terms of um operating standby so i didn't think there was any situation unfortunately 
when I went to Detroit, I had I was about to go home from Detroit to New York, but the flight was canceled. We were on the plane, but the flight was canceled. So they wound up having a deplane. We had to go there, and we had to wait until another flight was issued to be able to utilize it. Well, on that flight, I wasn't able to get on the plane. So this kept going on, and then there were, I think it was no more flights that were going to the New York area. So I had to wait until the next morning to get a flight. So I had to spend the night in the hotel. So I stayed over there at night in the hotel, whatever the case may be. Uh, not, not Sorry, not the hotel, the airport, excuse me. The airport, had to stay over there that night. Um, it was, you know, it's no problem. I just wake up the next morning, do what I got to do. Okay, so the next morning comes. The first flight, I'm not able to get on. The next flight, my friend called. I'm telling my friend, I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on and everything like that. So he tells me, okay, you can catch. Because the way he has it set up is he has a computer. He has a software that he, he has. Because he works for American Airlines. So he has like a system or a program that they have where they can look and see which flights are available and what particular um, terminal or wherever it is located that you can go to. And he was just pinpointing me these places. So what wound up happening was he told me to get on the flight to Chicago because there was no flights going from Detroit to New York. So I had to go backwards to Chicago. So I stayed in Chicago. I wound up being there the whole day. And I know this is the time where I called, I was, uh, Minister Shedrick had called me up to make sure I was okay. And that's where I was speaking to him and then we were talking and I was there the whole entire day. And then I got in contact with, you know, brother Tobiah and brother Elias. And even, you know, at the time, my, 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 uh, employer I was dealing with at the time. And, uh, I let him know that it may be a possibility. I may not be able to go in. And, um, you know, he, he was willing to do it to uh, go ahead and, you know, send over the money. But I said, nah, nah, you know, I didn't want to do that. So I said, talk to my boy. I said, bro, listen, man, can you get me, you know, this flight? Cause I want to, you know, I want to get out of here now. It's approaching another day. I've been took a shower, none of this type of stuff. So everything's crazy. So wind up being there, my phone is dying. So now I, my charger that I have for my phone, the charger is not working with the phone. So I guess it was like a, the charger just didn't want to receive to the phone or whatever the case may be. So now that's an issue. Now I have to try to conserve the battery on my phone to be able to be in communication with anybody because if not, I'm in deep trouble. So eventually got to the point I had still had some couple of dollars that I wound up eating. I had to use me and as a matter of fact, brother priest, um, had, uh, you know, called me, you know, I tried to reach out to him and, be in communication with him and Tobiah had called me on the cell. So I had to use two different phones to try to stay in communication because I didn't want to use all the battery up for the other phone. So I wanted to use the cell. So I'm calling Priest and Tobiah at one time or both at simultaneously. So Tobiah's like, you know, so to make a long story short, you know, um, eventually I wound up getting um, the funds to come back home. And you know, I know the brothers don't want to mention it, you know, because it's 
you know, it's nothing that we brag about here. It's nothing that we're supposed to brag about. That's what we're supposed to do here in this nation, you know. And they eventually were able to, you know, because there was no other way I was able to get out of here but by bus. But I didn't have fully enough because I didn't plan for, it was a two-day, was it like two or three days, brothers? It was like two days or something like that trip to Detroit. Yeah, it was like three days. Three days. Yeah, three days. Yeah, so I didn't bring a whole lot of money with me. So I was like, okay, you know, I was thinking the little money that I had was enough. But wind up not being, I was like maybe about $100 or something I was short. And, you know, the brothers came through, got me the ticket, and I was back home. So after that situation wound up happening, I mean, there were some things in between where, you know, I was trying to get on a call and I couldn't get in and, you know, my battery was dying and all this other type of stuff. So, but after that particular situation, Brother Tobias had brought up that we need to create a hospitality committee for situations such as that, um, where in that we'd be able to, and I think Priest had touched on this, you know, a couple other times in a different way, a different capacity, but we were supposed to create a fund with, uh, the brothers in that particular class to where we would be able to, and we were still trying to make a decision on how we were going to go ahead and do it, how we were going to put the money into the fund and all of the particular things in that particular time. But um, it didn't materialize. But what I'm saying here is that what we can do here, because we are our brother's keeper, and you know, we now have a tribunal and we have brothers here who are ministers and, you know, to be able to oversee these type of operations. We can be able to create some funds like that. And since we're also talking about these type of things with the LLC, excuse me, corporations and all these other different type of things, that can get us into the same state of mind consciousness as creating a fund. But Furthermore, we can create a hospitality committee, but also we can create a fund, which, like Brother Bernard had said, uh, we can create funds that where we can throw it into this fund that can be an investment fund that we utilize. I'm not sure if we have the real estate investment fund, so this is stuff that I would have to talk with Priest about to see overall everything, because I know we still have the land drive. Um, I think we still have the real estate investment fund that we contributed to. So I'm just going to have to see where all the funds can be, you know, uh, what we could do, how we could do what we do with the funds. So, but I was just trying to see if there's something that we can do here with this class, because we reached that degree. We're all here. We all trust each other and things like that. We just elect maybe perhaps a treasurer, so to speak, to be able to um, properly be able to um, take care of the accounting, take care of the um, the books and things of that capacity. And then we have, we can elect maybe a manager of that fund to be able to, where we all link up, we all meet, we all have, uh, what is it called? Like votes on how to be able to, I mean, what type of things we would like, to, you know, like we're doing here and be able to, you know, some of the things that 
Brother Bernard, or even some of you brothers, investments, things of that capacity that we can look into, where we can get into, um, you know, real estate and revise these things, you know, real estate investment, um, all the different opportunities that we can utilize. Like some of these things here, like there was a time where we had properties, we had 52 properties in my last, in the last class. I know Brother Kedrick can remember. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 52 properties that I had found. And it was, wait, was it 52 properties? Something like that where I found. And they were going for like 5000 a door. And then I was able to talk the guy down to 3000 a door. And I'm, I'm, I can't remember the particulars, but I know... He had wanted all those properties for seventy five thousand dollars in Detroit, and I had got it down from seventy five to fifty thousand. And um, at the time, we you know we were dealing with what we were dealing with, trying to get everybody on the same page. And you know, I, I believe we could do these type of things. You know what I'm saying? I think we can do them. They're doable. You know, fifty thousand dollars, we can get the fifty thousand dollars up. That's why. Another thing, it's important that we talk about these businesses because once you create these businesses, you can be able to maybe utilize some of the equity into the business, you know, be able to do what you have to do with the business and be able to get some money proceeds enough to where we can invest in some of these type of things. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and also, not even just that, but like when we create businesses, we could do other particular things like maybe when we want to initiate, uh, if we do, I'm not saying we're going to, I'm just, these are just ideas I'm throwing out, like some type of political party or political action committee where we go ahead and use one of our own to petition, you know, the government for the interest of what we're trying to go ahead and lobby for. So these are some things I was thinking about, but. Anyway, let me get to the point. The point of the matter is, is just creating a fund um, so we can actually have something tangible that we can look at and we can bring something to the class and we'd be like, okay, hey, brothers, look, like what Brother Bernard's initiating, hey, brothers, look, we can probably go ahead and invest in this or invest in that. So now we have the funds on deck already. So this way it won't have to be a situation where we have to go ahead and uh, try to shake pockets and stuff like that. We can actually have something that's already, you know, set up already. But that's pretty much the crux of what um, – I'm sorry to go all around, but I just try to let you know the origin of where we created the hospitality committee and, you know, how it can – the evolution, so to speak, of how we can do it now. But – uh that's pretty much what it is, like a fund that we can have and have managers over the fund. And then we have, like you brothers talked about, we have a board of trustees over holding, making sure that the manager is accountable and we have board members who are making sure everything is in proper compliance to be able to make sure that we, uh, you know, do these things properly. So I hope that answers your question, brother. Toda Khan, yes. Thank you for that. How are you? Yes, sir, brother. No problem, brother. So I'm just trying to see, you know, what the brothers think about all that, man. 
You know, it's just something I was thinking about since we're in the application phase and we're doing the study group, we're working on entities, we're doing the LLC, we're dealing with the corporations, uh, we want to deal with negotiable instruments, tax-exempt entities, tax-free entities, and how we can be able to utilize that to interface with commerce. Um, we're going to learn about the mechanics, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, the mechanics operating within the structures um, and all these different type of things, but also dealing with the investments and also being able to have some shares where your trust can be able to own some of those shares or own some of those, uh, what do you call it, um, certificates. Certificates, own some instruments or whatever. You know, you have it in the name of the trust so you can have the ownership or we can create uh, like a bigger trust where we were initially trying to create where we have the brothers here having their various form of shares or they can have some type of controllable interest in uh, this type of entities. So I just want to see what brothers want to, you know, what brothers think about that. Salam, Bernard, man, it's a great idea. And the reason why it's going to succeed, you know, I compare it to, uh, like Black Wall Street. The only the only reason why they uh those brothers and sisters ended up failing in the end was because they didn't have the most high first. They was able to build wealth, they had businesses, they supported one another and they and they put the action behind them but they didn't have the most high. And that's where we're gonna be different from that because, you know, we Israelites, we know who we are, we know our culture, our heritage. And we know the most high requires us to be good stewards. So I think, you know, with that, with that idea, uh, man, it, it's just going to be a blessing to watch, to watch it grow. It's like farmer Brown and, um, you know, we done till the ground, we're getting ready to plant the seeds and, you know, just looking forward to watch it grow. So, you know, I, I, I think, uh, uh, it's great and, uh, just look forward to building it, uh, with the brothers in, in the body. I yield. for that brother yes sir you know definitely man definitely would like to see this thing happen man we could do it you got the the technology you got the mentality you got the brothers here who understand we're on the same page we all understand that we're working for the most high almighty you know we understand what our our charge is and it's just all about you know just trying to make it happen but yeah the fun would be just so that this way, you know, uh, you know, with earnest money deposit, it shows seriousness. So now actually we can create this fund to let brothers know, like, okay, we ain't just sitting here on this line talking. We putting our money where our mouth is, and we can really put some of these funds together where we have, you know, the board watching the manager, watching the treasurer, and all these other different things, and we can actually effectuate this and make it happen, and we operate as a entity should be operating. You know, of course, you know, I'm not trying to go ahead of myself, you know, ahead of us. Of course, we've got to learn, you know, the basics of creating a trust entity, learning the LLC, and things like The reason why I bring these things up is just um, so we can be thinking in this way. 
You know, um, we could think in this way, however we comfortability we feel in due time, we can be able to go ahead and effectuate it. But, you know, it's just something that I just want, you know, to be on our minds to where we can be operating and we be really operating truly like how we're supposed to be operating out here, man. And, you know, we're interfacing with these corporate entities and these corporations and we can have corporations to counter a lot. Man, there's so many things we can do, man. You know what I'm saying with this? And, you know, I just, yeah, create it right here, man. And, yeah, that's the reason for the fun, to just be able to um, to show the seriousness that we really want to do it. So this way, anything that comes up, any of you brothers talk about, hey, look, check it out. We all talk about it here. We make the decisions, uh, and we go forward with it, you know, and say nay or yay, you know, like we've been voting, you know, and we start operating how we're supposed to be operating, you know, excuse me, sorry. And just make these things happen, make it go, you know, and that's just the reason for the fun. But um, definitely we still got to, you know, know the mechanics. We just work on it, we grow on it. We understand the trust. We understand how to structure the trust. We understand um, the people involved in the trust. We understand like the operating agreement also, you, you know, like the minister pointed out a couple of classes ago, you know, you want to deal with the proceeds, how the proceeds are going to be disseminated within the trust. Some of that stuff, that language you could probably see in there. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of these things can be able to um, fully be able to have you go into a way which you create your own, and we create one for us as a collective. So, you know, because one thing we can do, man, like we like for instance, we talked about the movie theater situation, man. You know, we can be able. Uh, first thing we want to do is be able to make sure our people are Gucci in terms of having homes and things of that capacity, because we already know what's about to be what time it is with our people. So we go ahead and you know get back onto that real estate thing. That's really important because I'm gonna tell you another reason why it's important. I know I'm talking a lot. I just I just gotta get this all out, man. Um. I'm, I don't know if you guys see it in your neighborhood, but in my neighborhood over here, there's a lot of these Jewish cats. They out here, man. They really, really checking out these properties. They looking at all these signs. They're sitting back here waiting for people to foreclose. They're at, the, at those damn uh, county courthouses. They're sitting back there looking for all these tax liens and all this other type of stuff and everything. They really in it. If we can do that same type of thing, have that same type of energy behind it, and we can sit back here and get some homes for our people, the ones, you know, based upon certain contingency, of course, you know, we lock it in there, and certain people outside of us, we can be able to set this up based on certain contingencies. You can be able to access these type of things, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, we be able to, you know, set these things up, man, so we can interface and then be able to, um, like I mentioned last semester, I think it was, where we can eventually after we create, get the properties and we start dealing with some real estate development and stuff like that, what we can also do is we can buy up a certain amount of blocks and we can create 
I mean, you know, it's up and down feeling I feel about it, but if we can create one of our own communities, mm-hmm. you know, I know it may be a situation where it may be, you know, I have some reservations with that, but we can, all these properties that you have, all these dilapidated properties in a row. Like when we went to Detroit, we seen like about, right, brothers, like about four or five buildings, like that were just abandoned or they were just distressed. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of, that's a big plot right there. And that's a lot of uh, square footage, man, that we can use. And we can even create something where we create a, a movie theater or something like that what we talked about, have the production team to create the, uh, the films and create some jobs in that community, you know, right. things like that we can effectuate and be able to go ahead and go do. So um, these are the beginning stages of being able to do those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Here with a couple of us brothers here, you know, I know it's not a lot of us, but you know, we're six we're working together and we're growing, especially when we get, our own businesses. It's very important we get our own businesses, man. We get our own businesses, we be able to go ahead and, um, you know, be able to have better, more more time, more capital, and all these other different things to be able to make things happen versus working these jobs for somebody else and our time being, you know, somebody else's time, so to speak. So uh, I'm just throwing that out there, brothers, you know what I mean, to see what I wanted to do. Um, this is Brother Shedder. I I second mm-hmm. that. Um, and I mentioned that maybe a couple of weeks ago that that was something that we should consider. Um, especially, I mean, because it's something that we can do as a collective. There was so much information, um, that Minister Priest gave us, uh, what, uh, several years ago, uh, how we can get started, uh, what kind of, um, what kind of funds we can pursue in order to get these things started, um, how we can create a machine. I know that was something that we were trying to do with the um, uh, Fishers of Men Home uh, Buyers Program, um, and I'm not sure exactly what happened with that, but I think that now since, you know, amongst us six, you know, where we're trying to create and establish a form of trusteeship, um, we can put ourselves into a position of being uh, purchasers um, slash conquerors, <laughs> uh, even though they mean the same thing, unless um, and make acquisitions uh, and create some type of uh, machine where we can do that, put funds in the nation, also put land under the uh, trust, and either lease those out or um, sell them off or however, we still have to come up with contingency plans on how to execute that property. But this will give us a chance to take the information that we learned uh, specifically for that and, you know, use it. Um, I know that was um, part of our curriculum. Some um, were able to, you know, tackle that part of the curriculum, whereas on the whole we weren't. And I think that uh, when you spoke on it, it was something I was saying to myself, yeah, I can I can get with that because I think that's something, I know that's something we can do as a group and it's something we can learn how to, you know, do, um, we can learn how to uh, make the machine in terms of 
who does what in order to um, to achieve um, one or two or three acquisitions. It don't matter as long as we can do it. And um, I, I I mean I will be, you know, I'll be happy if we can do it one time or two times or three times. <laughs> You know, either, but I think it's a great idea, nonetheless, brother. And um, I yield. Ta-da for that, brother. All right, what's what we'll do, right? Next week, um, when Brother Bernard, you know, gives his presentation and everything, and we talk about it, we'll sit back and do it. Because actually, we're not, we're supposed to, we should save this conversation for next week. And next week, what we can do is maybe we can go into uh, maybe somewhat, uh, which would be something that I should think about. But I, I think that what we can do is, hmm, it's going to be a little difficult because, not difficult, but it's going to be something that we're just going to strategize because um, if we can be able to create the board, I want to definitely make those appointments next week, see if we can make those appointments next week. Um, for that aspect of it. Now, it's not going to conflict with when we do the study class here, but that's for the investment aspect. But, you know, that basically we do both, but most next week we'll do it for the investment component of it where we have, where we can kind of sort of, um, I'll, I'll work on how we could do that, where we elect someone to be an actual manager of the fun of the fund, we can have people who will be the board to oversee and make sure everything's in proper compliance and other different positions to be able to do it. Um, so that's something that I think about doing next week. And um, yeah, I think I'll try to do that next week so we can effectuate this and we can actually have it set up so we know the people in place so we don't have like when it. You just come up with it, and then everything's all in chaos and stuff like that. So now we already have it solidified. We have it written down. We'll have a date and time stamped, and we'll have it um, to the point to where we know what to do when we need to do it. And we have the fund set up, um, you know, the treasury and all that type of stuff established, you know, working it out with priests and all that, and, you know, try to effectuate it, man. You know, and do it, do, actually do this type of stuff. You know what I mean? So this way, it won't be those talks. But, of course, number one, got to make sure we understand fully, you know, the entities, the status, making sure that we understand uh, these structures and all these type of things. So that's important. That's why I think that these both of these classes are definitely imperative for us. So I want a study group and another to be an investment so that this way, once we understand the components, all it takes is just us to do it, put it to motion, then the next thing all we got to do, we jump right into the investments, and then boom, we just operate. You know what I'm saying? And then we just make these things happen, you know? Make it happen, man. So anybody have any questions or comments? Shalom. Uh, this is Art Bernard. I would just say this. Uh, for me, because... Uh, I don't get my client on the bus till like 3.45, and then I'm, it takes me like uh, pretty much about two hours to get home. So if we could 
the first 30 minutes or so speak on a few things that you just touched on and then I could uh do the, the you know the the other segment of it where I'm going over the different investments and stuff uh just kind of suggesting the filler in, until I can at least get home and get into in front of the computer but I will have some of my stuff written down and uh and have like some like a little cheat sheet but it's it's kind of hard talking on the bus with uh so many people around me and uh looking me in the face <laughs> uh you know just want to throw that out there yeah yes sir yes sir to the for that brother and another thing i was just thinking about brothers um one of the things we can also do is when you when you be able to get property and you get land and you're doing all these other things one of the main things you have to do is protected. And one of the things I want to try to see if, we, well, you know, I say I, I only say I, but like what I would want for us to do is to try to create some type of, um, I would have to talk with this with priests about it because there may be some issues with that and there may be some conflicts, but maybe we can be able to create some type of self-defense entity um, that we can have here, but there have to be some legal ramifications and all that other type of stuff. And it would have to require a lot of status and all that other type of stuff. But at least we can have the beginning components where we have people like that. And considering the fact that we'd be able to implement these temples and get these street teams and stuff like that, um, we could kind of do some marketing on that to where we set up some of these um, entities, self-defense entities. Um, Because if we think about getting these properties and stuff like that in these neighborhoods, one of the key things we're going to have to do is protect, you know. Um, That's one of the key things we have to do, but that's, I don't want to go too far with that, but that's something I was just thinking about throwing out there. But anyway, nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no problem, brother. Like, you know, what we'll do is, not, you know, just set the tone. for the. I, now, um, let me see. I'm trying to think. So, Brother Bernard, uh, so you're saying more toward the later portion of the, the class? That's when you want to go into the investments? Uh, at least about 30 minutes because um, I'm – I don't get up until, well, the class starts at five my time, and uh, it's taking like an hour and a half to get home, two hours, yeah, two about two hours. But I could, um, I'll, I'll have some stuff to say. It's just hard to talk like in the beginning of the bus ride because it's it's always crowded, and um, I'm never sitting by myself. So just as far as privacy, um. I don't want to get too deep with all the people, with all the other passengers. I would be able to speak more freely once I got off the bus. Um, probably like four, at least about 40 minutes, I would say. Okay. Yeah, if that's part okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, about like maybe going toward the, the, the first hour, I'll just go in and just open the floor up and we'll talk about some things and then uh, we'll wait for you. Yeah, that'd be great. 
Yes, sir. To die, brother. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, one of the things, too, is, like, definitely, if we could, we could look into some, I know they give a lot of these martial art classes and kind of a little bit cheap, so to speak. Um, and And also, this is also a way for us to even further be able to get some more way to which we can get the heck out of these nine to fives. If we can learn this type of, you know, these type of arts and things of this capacity, and we can be able to kind of set up classes in addition to like some of these temple um, classes that we have. And we start teaching some of our sisters, some of our children, uh, you know, some of these methods and techniques I know one of the things, and you brothers can check this out, that um, that I, I'm looking into too is something called Krav Maga, Krav Maga, Krav Maga, where you can be able to kind of sort of, you know, work on some ways to disarm someone if ever you're confronted with a gun placed at you or something like that. It shows you different techniques or to be able to deal with someone who has a knife or something of that particular capacity. Um, so these type of things that we can try to look into. If you guys can ever find something in your local areas that teaches on some of those classes, and if it's relatively cheap or whatever, uh, definitely look into that because that could be another opportunity for us, you know, to get out of these nine to five. You can be able to teach classes in your area and maybe charge like, you know, uh, you know, a couple of dollars. Uh, based upon how you want to have it, you want to do a base rate or whatever the case may be, you can start working on these type of things to get away from working for these daggone slave owners and stuff like that, start working for yourself. So that's one of the key things that definitely want to do. And plus, it's also good for us so we can be able to train up and rear up some of our brothers and sisters. And even if they don't have a desire come into the nation you know they just have a desire to have that warrior spirit they can be able to you know we can set up a you know they spy talk with priests about it set up our own um militia or something like that you know i don't like that word because you know you know they be listening on these conversations i don't want them thinking trying to overthrow or anything like that motion to strike but yeah we can create these type of things you know and uh we got the right mentalities. You could get, you know, of course, we set up a entity the way we're talking about here. We have people who would be the board, you know, and we have people who would be, you know, supervising those type of things. In the same way, all this process goes into all these different things that we're going to be able to do. You know, it works in all these different entities we create, you know. So anybody have anything you want to talk about? Look at the time. Eleven o'clock, almost eleven o'clock. I'm sorry, but my apologies, brothers. That was going on and on, man. I just, just want you know, want to touch on those type of things, man. So, um, anybody have anything you want to talk about before we adjourn? Okay. Thank you for brothers for. Being here this evening, um, 
I will go ahead and adjourn this class. I didn't even know the date was today's date. Uh, today is May 15th, 2018. This has been the 8 p.m. Uh, Aboriginal Academy class. I'm here with the brothers, and my name is Brother Robert Ben Israel, and I'm going to sign off by saying Shalom, Shalom. Shalom, everyone. Shalom. Shalom.